137 of Divided by Werewolves. It is December 19th, so I guess technically this is, I can't do math right now, but I guess would be the last yeah. episode of uh, year two of 2020 that yeah. uh, some folks call 2021 as we enter into year three of 2020. Uh, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, in the, the tried and true, it, it's <laughs> life imitates art and that the sequel is somehow worse than the original. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope that the third one is the one that finally puts the franchise to bed. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Either the franchise or me. I don't give a yeah. fuck which. Yeah. Um, so as we, as we normally do for our last, uh, two shows of, uh, of the year, um, so, so we typically one of the shows we do our, our our favorite games of the year, and then the next show we do our favorite movies. We we always do it in that order: games first, movies second. Because uh, as both of us race uh, to watch as much as we can in the last couple weeks of uh, you know the year to see if there's a movie that ends up on our list uh, for the end of the year, whereas mo- games take typically longer to finish. So usually at this point in time, if we haven't played something, we're not going to play it. But like I was looking, I was like, fuck, I got to find time to watch Spencer because I, I've been looking forward to that for a while. Cause I, I'm a case do fan for life. And, uh, <laughs> and I know it's probably going to end up on my list, but then I was also reading other things. I was like, fuck, you know, matrix resurrections comes out next week. And then there's like all this other shit. I want to try to, to, you know, get in. So, but in terms of games, it's like, you know, I think for both of us at this point, it's pretty, it's pretty locked yeah. in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'm going to finish Terminator, but it ain't, it wasn't going to make the list anyway. Right. So, so, uh, so that being said, uh, th- this, uh, this episode, episode 137 is going to be our favorite games of 2021. Now there's no, the the only rule is that it has to be a game that we played in 2021. It doesn't have to be a game that was released in 2021, although for me, most of them were. Um, it just has to be something that uh, was was uh, that we played in 2021. And, and kind of before we get started, I will say for me, um, you know, this really was the year where I kind of made, and you can kind of, slam me on this i guess all you want i i i made a much i made a conscious choice to really spend as little money on games as as i could given that i i i have game pass that i pay for and i rent games i have gamefly that i pay for so i really did make a choice to say unless it's a game that i'm going to play the fuck out of like not not just play a ton of it and then be done with it, but like something that will persist, mm-hmm. um, you know, beyond just the, the, the few weeks or month or whatever it is after it's purchase, um, that I'll, I'll just rent it and I'll, I'll, I'll get past the FOMO and, uh, it'll, it'll come when it comes and I'll play it and I'll enjoy it. And then I'll send it back because, you know, as we've talked about before, I do not really hold on um to games i don't replay games although i should say that i'm currently uh two-thirds of the way through my replay of all the batman games so you know so much for that um but also like uh but i think you know it it also has 
kind of served me well in that. And I know you're not a fan of Game Pass because of the fact that you don't own your games. And I, I totally understand that and respect that point of view. Um, but at the same time, I think of the games that I've played on Game Pass, and I'm like, well, I wouldn't have bought those, and I wouldn't have played them. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, they wouldn't have, one of the games on my list, I 100% would not have played if it hadn't been on Game Pass, and, I'm, and it's on my list, so I'm glad that I played it. Um, mm-hmm. And it just kind of shifted, you know, kind of, you know, it, how I, I look at some of this stuff. And, you know, I mean, I'll, I'm still always there with the Switch to buy these, like, weird indie games. So it's not like I go, oh, well... But I figure, like, okay, perfect example is, like, Far Cry 6. They're mm-hmm. not going to not make Far Cry 7 because I did not spend $60 on a copy of Far Cry 6. <laughs> right, right. right? Um, you know, so in the same way that, you know, if you wait to, to whatever, watch... Uh, Fast and Furious 9 via Redbox for a dollar, they're not going to not make Fast and Furious 10 because you didn't spend $12 at the theater or $20 on the Blu-ray, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, where I spent my gaming money, I, I definitely more kind of picked and choose. But, um, you know, it used to be that I would I would have Gamefly and I would use that more for, like, I guess what you would, in previous years, you just call like the double A, not the triple A titles, where it's like, eh, it could be good, could be bad when you rent it. But the triple A mm-hmm. stuff I would buy. But then I'd be like, but I buy it, I play it, and then I figure out how to sell it or trade it. Why am I even going through that process? Why not just rent it? Because you're paying for the rental service. Who gives a fuck if you can't have it the day it comes out? Because mm-hmm. you're going to play it eventually, so who gives a shit? Right. Um, so so that that's kind of this has really been a year for me um where that stuff's kind of worked um and I will say before we get started on our list so I think that kind of in a in a in almost like a preview of what the Assassin's Creed franchise is going to turn into with Infinite or Ultimate or whatever they're calling it they released two free quests one for Assassin's Creed Odyssey that has Cassandra making her way to Ivor um in Valhalla uh, in search of a of an Isu relic, and then there's another quest in Valhalla that picks up them meeting together, and and uh, so I specifically I haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey since 2019, but I rented it from GameFly, I got it, I installed it, I install I had to install every single piece of DLC <laughs> that I bought because in order to load up my save, and I've been playing through this quest, and God damn it, if Odyssey isn't still one of my favorite fucking games. <laughs> <laughs> like even after all this time and it's like mm-hmm. and that to me is like where for also gameplay is great like i played the shit out of assassin's creed odyssey i played all the dlc it was done at that point why wouldn't i get rid of the disc and you could say well why not hold on to it but it's like i don't hold on to shit like that i i just don't mm-hmm. so uh but i was able to rent it i was get it and i'm playing it the quest is free it's fucking great i miss cassandra uh but so nice. if, you know Prepare yourself for Odyssey to be on the slit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, you know it's funny. The the I, I got my year in review from the Nintendo Switch, and they were like, last year you played like 470 hours on the Switch, and this year you played like 100 and some odd. I was like, yeah, that seems about right. And I played more hours in one game last year. I played 150 hours on Witcher Three. 
Hmm. And I played 110 hours on my Switch this year. That means the total, if you add <laughs> all the hours I spent on The Witcher 3 and the PlayStation and all the hours I spent on The Witcher 3 and the Switch, it's probably over 300 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spent Oof. 10 minutes because you couldn't find your keys. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 hours, 12 hours or so. But uh, but I was really shocked to see how little I had played on the Switch, and I think it's because a lot of the big-name Switch releases for me this year just weren't stuff that wasn't really doing it for me. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm kind of hoping next year that, uh, that it kind of picks up. But Okay, so uh, that being said, so... Uh, I'm really curious to kind of hear your your list of games because I feel like, for the most part, like even though you know we 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 have one game that we play together all the time, our taste in games is very different. So I'm always like yeah. excited to kind of hear. I feel I feel like when we do our movie show, there's a lot more kind of crossover of movies. Yeah. Uh, but yet for games, we're, we're a lot more kind of divergent. So uh, I'm really interested to kind of hear um, your stuff. Um, so I guess that being said, like, uh, why don't you kind of kick us off as to sure. t- to one of your, your faves from the year? Actually, what I want to do first is I want to, to talk about something, uh, a game that didn't make my list that I did mm-hmm. play this year. Um, and that's the last of us too. And I want to talk about that for Jace because oh. he's been dying to hear if, if it was going to be on, make my list and we were going to talk about it and this, you know, all that stuff. And I did not make my list of the favorite things that I played, but I will say I went back and listened to the episode that you two did mm-hmm. uh, about the last of us too. And I thought that was a fantastic episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I talked along with you guys as I listened to it in the car. Um, yeah, you know, it was one of those things where maybe for half of it I was into it, and then the second half of the game happens, and I didn't give a shit about any of that. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it, that that's a game that goes on in my mind way too long, oh, and it and it asks all, right. you to be totally invested in a character that I I don't know why they think you would be. Yes, exactly, and then. And then it goes even further into unnecessary territory with the last like two hour segment yeah. that good yeah. Lord. But anyway, so I just wanted to say, uh, that was a great episode. Uh, game was okay. It wasn't, I, you know, I, I, I was into it for what, eight hours or so. And then I was like, what is everybody's problem? And then I found out what everybody's problem <laughs> is. So, uh, yeah, so that one. I, I mean, from a technical perspective, it, it's. I mean, it looks great. It's amazing, you know. It, but it's like, you know, it's so frustrating. And I think part of it for that game is like, you know, a lot of it is just kind of watching Ellie make these really terrible choices, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I mean, not everybody in a video game is going to make all these great heroic choices. Like you wish that they would, but they don't. Um, and and she kind of consistently makes some really shitty choices. But also, it is it is a slog. Um, yes. And that's why, like, for me, like, I don't know about you, I genuinely don't give a shit about the TV show that they're making because oh, no. I've played or the remake games. of the first one. Like, I don't even need Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that even? Why? Why even do that? Like, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, the, the first one came out at the end of the PS3. You know, I mean, it, you know, you know, 
Naughty Dog, they they know how to make amazing games, and they know how to wring every last inch of lever, every last drop of performance mm-hmm. out of you know Sony hardware. And when you consider the the first one came out at the end of the PS3 life cycle, and they did shit with that console that like no one had done before, and then here. You know, they come out fucking guns blazing at the end of the PS4's life cycle, and they do a fucking amazing job. It's like, what are you going to do with the PS5? Like, is it really going to look that much better? I mean, I know the PS5, like, all that's going to end up being is, like, it's not going to sound like the space shuttle is taking off from your right. entertainment center. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, I mean, it's right. still going to, it's going to, I'm sure there's, like, like, I'm sure when, when Digital Foundry, you know, Eurogamer's crack team of, Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, you know, Pixel Hunters gets a hold right. of it. They'd be able to tell you all the ways in which it's better. But I mean, I read that shit like I used to read Scientific America, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take your word for it, homie. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's like with my eyesight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm over here trying to be like, you know, I'm trying to find the extra large setting for the font size of the HUD. <laughs> And you want me to be able to fucking pixel hunt on? Yeah, yeah okay, whatever, bro. If the blacks like, are a little darker. I'll take your word for it, man. I don't like this shit. All looks the same from my couch. I don't know. I literally, I the other day I was playing when I was playing Guardians of the Galaxy. I fell asleep for a half an hour, and I woke up, and it said last time saved thirty minutes. That's the level of. Of, of gay, this, that's who you're getting for. That that that's the gamer you're developing for when you when you develop for Brandon Kikowski Chanel. Is this is a cat who will fall asleep playing your game on a Friday night? So right. n- maybe don't be so worried about all the pixels and the voxels and whatever. <laughs> right. But right. yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. Like it's like you know, I there was a point. There's a point in. You know, last was part two where it's like I'm ready for this to be done, and then it's not, and then you feel mm-hmm. like it's done, and you're like I'm ready for it to be done, and then it's not, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, just 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 that real quick for for Mike, as as I wanted to talk about that one. But the first, my first game uh, that I actually enjoyed this year, uh, I, I was one I was. You're gonna be shocked, so I hope you're sitting down. I am. Uh, I was late to the party on it. I know. I know you can't believe it, uh, <laughs> uh, but Avengers. I picked up Avengers for oh okay, interesting, and could not stop playing it. And, really, and, I, and I, I it was for the story, and I played it not in the way that it was intended to be played. Um, I played it basically as a beat 'em up. Uh, okay, didn't play it as if it were any kind of games with a service thing or any RPG bullshit. I just I should I just, have played it that way. I just pressed the fuck out of the square button and the triangle button and I just ate up the fucking set pieces and the the story beats uh, and that whole getting the band back together thing uh, with a character who I knew of but was completely familiar with to be honest never read a single thing uh, about Oh yeah, those comics are great. Yeah. Kamala or Kamala, Kamala. Uh, it's the opposite of Vice President Harris. Vice okay. President Harris is um, Kamala Harris, and this is Kamala, or maybe Kamala. it's the other way around. It's right. the opposite. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I can remember it, but that only works if I know what it is for Vice President <laughs> <Yeah>. Harris. <laughs> right. Um, 
but yeah, so that so that one uh, really was the first, and honestly, outside of another game that's way higher on my list was like kind of the first thing this year that really hooked me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I did not expect it at all, but man, cause everybody, you know, I know it under, it underperformed and the P and you know, people played it and I know it had problems and they patched it and this, that, the other thing. But when I played it, you know, I, I really had a good time with it. Yeah. And I played it when it first came out and I think that I had the wrong, I mean, one, I, I think this, like I know, obviously, I never expected you know Squeenix to try to get you know any sort of. I mean, obviously, they're never going to get like any of the you know actors in the DMC. Oh, sure. To, you know, then that's fine. But I just have a problem with like you know the model of that game where it's like you're buying you know upgrades for characters, but there's no discernible difference right. and i think yeah. in, in part because i'm so used to across so many different games you know if you get a new this that or the other and it looks different you expect to kind of see that reflected in the character mm-hmm. and then um yeah but if i had played it like you did i probably would have enjoyed it more yeah i didn't i didn't even look at that shit like it the, i think the first piece when it was kind of teaching me about that stuff and i put it on and it didn't change anything i was like oh so there was like some button that just auto equipped the best shit you had i jammed that bitch the whole time that's all that <laughs> 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 like, i'm just punching all these fuckers anyway it does just not gonna make a difference if some uh, power charges slightly faster i mean i'm just punching everybody so yeah yeah okay yeah, and I mean, and that's it's it's interesting that that you you say that. I mean, in terms of like you know underperformed or overperformed or whatnot. I mean, I, I definitely feel like you know that was a game. You know, it it felt very anthemy to me. Like it was mm-hmm. a service in and 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 they. It sounds like they've kind of uh, changed it since then, but it it almost felt like a service in 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 need of a game. Like you know, yeah, you know, Anthem always felt like. Um, you know, they, they want, you know, they wanted it to be this kind of like games as a service thing and they just couldn't get out of their own way to make a game that was compelling enough, uh, for people to want to keep playing it. Uh, and Avengers, I think Avengers is a much better game than Anthem. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I also feel like to some degree it kind of suffered from, you know, they, them wanting to make it a service or a, a monetization um, you know. Oh, no, um, absolutely, and banking stream. on banking on that Marvel license, they thought they had a home run. I'm sure, but which, which I mean, to to their credit, like you said, like I mean, you know, Kamala is a great character, and in part because she's such a fangirl. But you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it it really is kind of cool to see her represented, you know, in this in this game, um, you know, but. You know, for me, I think treating it like a beat 'em up probably would have been, you know, kind of the r- the right way to go. Um, mm-hmm. But um, and I know it's it's kind of come a long way, and they made this big deal about like you know the Spider-Man being like a PlayStation exclusive, but there was no, mm-hmm. you know, there's no missions or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but um, you know, it, and I hope that the game finds its footing, and they're they're able to kind of learn and, and make, you know, cause I think there was some, definitely some, some good stuff there. 
Yeah, like Black Panther. I haven't played that yet. I, yeah. I do want to play that part, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so for me, my first game is um, Hitman Three. Um, <laughs> so Hitman Three kind of came out at the beginning of the year, and if you had all of the you know the previous Hitman games, you could just kind of continue along, and you know they kind of upgraded all of the previous games um, to, uh, to 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 be you know, the same, I guess, level of visual integrity and whatnot of, mm. of Hitman three. And it, and it kind of ended, um, agent 47's story, but the, you know, the joy of Hitman is, you know, it's a puzzle game. Mm. It just happens to be that the, what you're trying to do is murder people. And, <laughs> It is always such a fun... I don't play Hitman games the way that I think Hitman games are supposed to be played, mm. where you are trying to find every single possible way to kill someone or just, like, warp in and then within, you know, 35 seconds fucking snipe mm. someone and get the high score right. on the leaderboards. But it's such a fun experience to have this, you know open level puzzle box where you're walking around listening conversations picking up things knocking people out getting disguises you know following you know following little kind of mini stories that essentially all end up with you killing someone or mm. multiple people and they idos or the developer they are the fucking they are the the king of the hill, the masters of this genre across three Hitman games, they have just come up with a just a superlative experience of Agent Forty Seven essentially dropped into this playground of death, where <laughs> if you are willing to take the time and explore and listen and learn. And, and map things, you can find the most fucked up ways to kill people. <laughs> and it yeah. is never not hilarious and right. satisfying, especially when you think things are going to go sideways and you manage to kind of pull it out in a way that allows you to... Like, there is no more satisfying moment than than in Hitman. You know, you finish a job and you get the... You know, you get the um, the award for like body never found. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, targets eliminated, no civilian casualties. Like you feel like a hit. You know what I mean? Like you feel like a professional. Yeah. Like yeah, I fucking I got in there. I only took out the, the 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 target. I got out. Nobody knew I was there. It's fucking great. <laughs> you know, and then to 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 also then kind of be the the end of you know, essentially a story that's been told over, you know, whatever, however many years it is at, at this point was, was super satisfying. Um, nice. Yeah. Like really, I highly, if you have not played the, the Hitman game starting with, with, you know, the, whatever they redid as Hitman, however many years ago, yeah. and then going up to two and three, highly recommend it. And yeah, then I they, really they and then they added like weekly targets where it's like, these weekly targets are like hardcore, it's like mm -hmm. it's not just uh oh if you fuck up you've got to start over it's if you fuck up it's done you've right. got to wait for the next target 
you right. are no longer going to be able to try for that cat. Um, so I highly recommend it. Yeah, I really, I really do want to play them. I've, I've seen so many Let's Plays of them, and it's always hilarious. With the, I played one of one of them on the PS2, and like I hated it, <laughs> and I've never gone back to the. They series. they definitely got better once they kind of ditched. Because I mean, I forget. Oh God, I played one of them a while ago, and it was it was it was more of a kind of a linear storytelling, and you know the 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 you know each level you'd have it was almost like a Splinter Cell where like you know you'd mm-hmm. in a level you'd have you know, kind of the way you'd be able to, like, approach it the way that you wanted to. But the way they just expanded, and it's not just expanding upon the level, it's expanding upon your progress in the level. So if you finish it the first time, well, now that unlocks, oh, okay, you can you can now, the, the, the kitchen is now a drop zone, you can put a certain thing there. Mm. And you get a different outfit, or you get a different this. So you're, you're as you're continuing to replay the levels you're unlocking the ability to be more efficient in that level mm-hmm. and 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 find more ways in which you can take out your target and it, it it's i mean in terms of design you know one of the other games on my list we'll kind of talk about that because you know one of the differences this year for me is like some of the games on my list are not ones that I would be like oh this is my favorite game of the year I just was more talking about it from like highlighting particular aspects of that particular game you know from a design perspective the way in which they they have all of these different ways that you know uh, to kill these targets combined with all the possible ways you can bring in different items and costumes and things like that I mean it really is impressive um, so mm-hmm. it's not just the puzzle of the first time you play it. It's all the ways in which you can build upon it after you've gone through a level, you know, one or two or three times. And that's mm-hmm. really where it gets, like, impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, highly recommend it. Nice. Cool. Um, all right, so next for me, um, I will, I'm going to – another one I was late to the party for, but this one I was purpose, purposefully late to um, – bought ghost of tsushima for the ps4 oh nice yeah and uh, i only ever had my launch base model ps4 and by the time i got ghost of tsushima it had been out for a little bit and the ps5 was like right around the corner and i was like i ain't playing this on this old ass ps4 and watching these load watching it chug to you know get these load times loaded and all this shit i'll just wait ps5 i'll play it on there mm. and so that's what i did um Played it, had no one. I was like, because I know we were talking about it kind of back and forth as I was playing it, and I was like, is this fucking guy ever going to like do whatever? Like, am I, when the fuck am I going to be done with this part? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it's not, it's not that I like wasn't like the gameplay is rock solid and I was into the story, but like I'm, it's me with these open world games. Like, yeah. they pop all this shit up on the map, and I'm like, fuck, I really like, and, and it's so stupid because the, if you just go in by the story beats, like I was supposed to be in a hurry to go somewhere and, yeah. and I've, it's two weeks later and I still haven't yeah. been there cause I've got to climb this fucking lighthouse and I've got to go over here and chase this goddamn Fox. Yeah. And then this bald fucker needs me to go do some dumb shit over here, <laughs> but I couldn't not do it. I, yeah. it was that, it was just that good. I was like, God, I don't want to chase this Fox. God damn it. But I get this thing if I do it. And so, uh, and so I ended up doing, I think I got 
almost every trophy. I think I missed maybe four trophies. Yeah. Uh, did the whole thing. Loved it. Story was fantastic. The voice acting was amazing. I played it with the uh, with the Japanese audio. That's how I did it the first time too. Uh, it's really, really, yeah, it's so good. God, that just added so much to the to the experience, and that's what it was. It wasn't just playing a game; like it was a, an experience. I was experiencing yeah. a, a world, uh, characters, this amazing story set in this world, and it was just everything about the game was top notch. And I know you talked about it last year, and um, I don't want to retread a whole lot, but just had a, a fucking blast with the game. Yeah. And and I played the DLC this year and it really kind of got into like, you know, Jin and his dad and it, and it was great. It was great to revisit it and you know, I think that as a, you know, to your point as an open world game, it, you know, it doesn't tread a lot of like new ground as an open world game, but like as a as a new IP and and kind of, you know, allowing you to experience something that, you know, traditionally isn't done. Um, mm-hmm. in games it, it, you know and it was it was great and then of course you know the visuals it's like i oh, mean yeah. just kind of like riding across a you know like a meadow where you know the the the, the flower petals are you mm-hmm. know kind of falling and everything i mean it really was fucking fantastic um yeah um okay so similarly for me uh you know as a ps5 showcase so uh years and years and years ago uh, it's a little bit of a background. Years and years and years ago, I had a GameCube, and my best friend Dennis, who lived about 15, 20 minutes away from me, he had a PS2. And he was like, I really want to play Rogue Squadron, so can I borrow your GameCube, and I can play Rogue Squadron, and you can borrow my PS2, and I'll give you, you know, um, GTA, Vice City and you know ratchet and clank and something else and i was like yeah sure man whatever so he took my gamecube i take my ps2 and i was like man i can't fucking wait i'm gonna get all up gta vice city <laughs> and i started playing vice city and i got to the level we had to do the rc helicopter through the buildings under mm-hmm. construction i was like fuck this game and i was like ratchet and clank <laughs> what the fuck is this game i ain't never heard of this shit and i played ratchet and clank and i was immediately in love with it and I have played, with the exception of, like, All for One and the weird racing game, I've played every single Ratchet & Clank game since getting that one, including the PS4 remake of the original Ratchet & Clank that they made mm-hmm. for that weird movie. And it's my favorite. It is, it is one of my favorite series of all time. I love Ratchet & Clank. Nope. And so, sorry, Siri didn't understand. I love Ratchet and Clank, Siri. Get over yourself. <laughs> so when they said Rift Apart was coming out, it was a PlayStation 5 exclusive, I was like, or 4 or 5. What are we on? 5? 9? 17? Who knows? I've never played any of them. And it was a PS5 exclusive. I was like, fuck yeah, there. And it was great. It, mm. was, it, was, a fan, it was a great story. You know, it was, the visuals were amazing. The, you know, all of the, 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 the weapons that you expected to be there. The traversal stuff was insane. I played the whole game. As soon as it was done, I booted it up again so I could get the trophy for, you know, New Game Plus and, and, and grinding all the weapons and all that stuff. Um, and it was just fantastic voice acting. The the visuals, the all of it. It was just it's a it's a you know, it's a showcase for the PS5. It's also just a really fucking good game. And it's mm-hmm. it's funny 
the it's heart you know there's there's really some heartfelt moments the the guns which is what you kind of played for are fantastic it was exactly what i wanted out of a new ratchet and clank game so yeah. um it definitely like the the visuals were, were were very appealing in the trailers and stuff like that, and I kind of was like, maybe I actually need to play this one. But my thing with, with the see, I got Jacob got the first one uh, on the PS2 for Christmas, and and the because the PS2 had moved to his room when I got a PS3 uh, back then, and I had to, he was of the age to where if he were he were playing a game, he wanted me to watch him play the game. Oh, okay, yeah. and I had to watch. So fucking much Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. I never wanted to play one as long as I live. But but this new one, I, I'm thinking, because I bought the remake on the PS4 thinking I might try it. The remake is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. It was like, it was at Tommy's for like five bucks. So I, yeah. I grabbed it. Uh, but and, I, and it's I also like it. if you if you get, if you somehow manage to be able to get a PS5, for Christmas and you, and you get PlayStation Plus. There's like a PS4 collection of free games. That's there's right. A yeah. lot of really great games in that collection, and the the re, the, the the Ratchet Clank remake is one of them. So definitely do yourself a favor in that one. Uh, yeah, like Crack in Time, which is like the last, if I remember correctly, it's the last. Like I even played like Agent Clank on the fucking <laughs> PSP for Christ's sake. There were like I think two of them. Um, but like a crack in time, which is like the last PlayStation Three rationing, like one of the my favorite games of all time, and mm. absolutely just a fucking banger of a game. It is absolutely fantastic. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think I'll definitely pick up Rift Apart once it hits that that sweet twenty dollars sweet yeah, price yeah, yeah. point, or, or <laughs> when it's on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so like, so the rest of mine actually, I think, did come out this year. If I'm not co- completely mistaken, well, not all okay. of them like came out this year, but there are things that are current. Uh, so anyway, so next for me, I'm going to do uh, Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, I kind of was tempted to put that on, but I haven't, I haven't played as much as I want to. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of was the same way. I was like, I'm nowhere near done, but I was looking at it and I was like, you know, I've played. Maybe 15 hours of it. It's such a good game. And, uh, you know, I have I have played enough of the series in the past to know that, like, it ain't going to change between hour 15 and hour 40 or whatever it is, you know, when I when I ended up getting through everything. So I, I, I felt confident that I could put it on the list because it's so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so good. And that series just, I know we talked about it, but this series really just hits that, that sweet spot for me between sim and arcade where I kind of like racers to be at. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I just want to play some like goofy shit, like uh, like Wipeout or something like that, like where it's just nothing but balls to the wall, blazing speed, yeah. you know, in a hub- weird hover car on a track. And that's fun, but like can also be stressful. Um, but when you add in the pseudo realism of an actual car in in you know you get to download the jurassic park skin on a jeep and then go on an off-road race yeah yeah yeah. it's just it's just so fucking like fun it's just like blissful and then you add in all the other things you can do you know the the barn finds and then it also adds so much variety to the whole thing even in the racing there's street races there's baja there's dirt track like everything it just encompasses like almost everything you can do in a car in these games 
Yeah, and it's cool because it's like if you want to spend an hour or two hours or three hours or if you want to spend 15 minutes, there's yep. something you can do that's kind of going to move things along. Right, right. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it. I guess I play it on whatever the, the preset difficulty is and I end up like smoking everybody. And, you know, I'm fine with that. Like I ain't trying to – you know, I'm not trying to be a hero out here or actually be the horizon like champion or some shit. Like it's just, it's just mindless fun for me. And I like to take in the spectacle. And so, you know, I want to outrun the, you know, the B 52 bomber. Like I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want yeah. to right. be stuck on this for four hours, pulling my fucking hair out and throwing controllers. I, I want to look it up, say like, man, this is badass. And then I want to smoke the shit out of them when I cross the finish line. Right. Like yeah. I only, I only want to do it once and like, you know, and that's it. So, yeah. um, so it just, every, you know, it just checks all the boxes for me when it comes to like mindless fun racing. And, racing. and it looks great too. Like, Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And, and also, you know, I, so I had the, the, all of the ways in which the game kind of ties in stuff that you're doing and the, you know, kind of the greater like Forza community. Like, you know, a perfect example is, you know, so I had a race and they were like, oh, do you want to, you know, go in the store and find a car that would be good for your race? And I was like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. cool. And so I was like looking at cars and they had Nissan and one of them was like a Nissan Skyline. And, you know, Nissan Skyline, that's the car that Brian O'Connor did in Fast and Furious. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get this. <laughs> I'm going to Fast and Furious this motherfucker. And then when you buy a car, the next, you know, screen it goes to is oh hey there's like custom skins right. that that like members of the fan community have made that you can buy with your car and didn't wasn't there someone had made the skin <laughs> of Brian O'Connor's, you know, Nissan Skyline from Fast First, and I was like, God damn, this game, game of the year, 2021, <laughs> fucking doing a doing a, a race, looking like, you know, we're in fucking race wars for yeah. like a movie that I love with every fiber of my being. Like this is exactly, and it's that type of dumb shit, but that that yep. that that whole connection of. You know, a gameplay system, a community that wants to take the time to make this shit, and 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 be able to get their work kind of highlighted, and I didn't have to pay any extra for it or any of that right. shit. It was just like, oh, you right. bought this car, you can pick this skin, and I was like, shout out to whoever the fuck made that skin because that shit made my day. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. And like I used to do it. Like I used to, you know, it was so funny. The the it wasn't Horizon, but like the literally the very first Forza on the original Xbox, I got kind of peer pressured into buying it, even though I, it was straight sim. It was Microsoft's kind of answer to Gran Turismo, and I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. God, man, I am not going to be good at this, dude. But you know, I, it was back in the gamer tag days, and and you know, Frozen and and all those guys are big car guys, and they had it, and they were playing it like every Friday, and that's kind of when we all would get together and play, so I was like, shit, I have to get this, and fuck if I didn't spend hours in the the paint the paint shop yeah. making custom decals and shit, and I, yeah. rare, I barely played any of the game, except for like getting my ass kicked by them, and then spending the whole week, you know, doing paint jobs, getting ready for Friday night. Right, right, yeah, 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 and that's, yeah, yeah, uh okay so you're gonna like as like i mentioned before um you're gonna hear me <laughs> if you listen to the show this year you're gonna be like why the fuck is he talking about this game because he bitched up a ton 
about this game when he was playing it, but you know, I'm not. I'm you know whatever. I'm a big enough person to 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 recognize that even a game a game that's something that I might not have enjoyed as a whole had parts that I enjoyed. Um, and the, and so the next game for me is something that you probably are going to see in a lot of sites, you know, as their game of the year, and and that is Deathloop. Yeah. So Deathloop is a game where I felt like, you know, the story. I mean, I'll be honest, and I think if you kind of know me at this point, you know that what I play games for mostly is the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Deathloop was, in some ways, felt like a game that they expected people not to finish because mm. they set up a lot of things in the narrative that just did not pay off by the time mm-hmm. you were done with the game. Um but from a design perspective, this game is fucking brilliant when you consider you know, the way that the loop resets every morning with the things that you've learned and there's, you've got to pick and choose which areas to go to knowing that if I go to this place first thing in the morning, uh, you know, when I'm done with it, it's now going to be mid-afternoon. And right. So on and so forth. And how am I going to, you know, kind of plot my course throughout the day, knowing that there's different bits of information and, 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 and uh, you know, and things that I have to learn and people I have to assassinate to learn things all the way. Like that shit is amazing. And the way that they put all of those pieces together is absolutely incredible. And it's full of those, you know, kind of arcane, um, you know, you got your stealth action mm-hmm. parts and your, you know, little teleportation bits and your, you know, all the stuff that you kind of, you know, learned and dishonored and pray and whatnot. Um, it's just that if you're going into this game and you're kind of dropped in and you're part of this story and you think, oh man, I can't wait to see how this all works out, you're probably going to end up being disappointed but if you look at it more as this like puzzle box of all these different tools and the ways in which you can kind of you know manipulate time to make these things happen uh it's fantastic um so Mm -hmm. it really has to do with kind of like what you go into it wanting but you know even though from a narrative perspective I was left a little cold from a game design perspective I mean it it's fucking chef's kiss like it's amazing yeah it's it's gonna be one that I think I end up doing pretty early um pretty early next year uh just because like I knew it would come down in price because everything does these days Uh, yeah but man, like I've already seen it for 22 bucks um so yeah and I feel like that's a really that's yeah, that's 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 a really good. Yeah, and it, like I was really excited for it. I know, like listening to you talk about it, it it's it's not going to be what I hoped it would be, um, which is kind of disappointing. But but still, like I, I definitely want to play it. Like I'm a big Arcane fan, so yeah, uh, I figured you know twenty bucks, I'll, I'll pick it up. And I I didn't expect that to be so soon, but it looks like that's going to be the case. So I'm excited to to check that one out. Yeah. Cool. All right. So next for me is. Um, well, I guess you would probably call it my latest pseudo obsession. <laughs> uh, hit Game Pass. I was going to buy it anyway, um, but it's it's my new uh, my therapy, my Zen. 
uh, lawn mowing simulator. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I love this game for everything that it is and everything that it isn't. It's, uh-huh. it's hilarious because it, it's very, very much a simulator of cutting grass. Um, mm. like I said before, when I talked about it, uh, there's no music except for menu music. It's literally you hear a mower and you hear birds chirping. Uh, so, so I like to put on, like I said, Spotify, get my music going, and I just, I just kind of zone out. And, mm-hmm. and and there's something so satisfying about that little path of slightly lower grass than than the rest <laughs> of the yard, and just and just cutting those lines, you know, yeah, and just just. Uh, and then getting into like the the running the business side of it, because mm. let me tell you, bushes and hoes, we're going places, man. <laughs> like we got people applying left and right now. I had to I had to turn somebody away uh, because I have the money, but I don't have another lawnmower for him to ride. So yeah, I'm like, it, sure. it was like, you want to hire this guy? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. And then it was like, uh, he doesn't have a tractor to ride. Are you sure? And I was like, you know, maybe not. Maybe we maybe we buy another lawnmower first, and I'm not I'm not fiscally comfortable enough to make the plunge sure. on another mower yet. But yeah. but man, just all of that stuff, and and how adorably stupid some of it is. Like like the guy that applied, it has like these little like things in his resume, and it's like uh, greatest fears, sword swallowing. Like yeah, well that's you like, know what you know. How often does that come up in the uh, right. the lawnmower exactly. biz? I you know maybe if you run over something in the yard, it flings it across, could go down your throat. You never know what's going to happen out there when you got the mower going. These streets so, are so uh, crazy. They are, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it has you know you take on the contracts, you mow the lawns. It's got you unlock challenge mode where it gives you certain parameters and in, in a lawn to cut. And you're like, all right, I got it. I got half a tank of gas. I got to make this happen, mm. you know, and stuff like that. And, uh, but it's just, you know, I played it after we got done in destiny Friday night. I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of, I'm still like all jacked up from the adrenaline of the dungeon. Yeah. You know what? Kick I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to cut some grass. Uh, one of my favorite shit. records, this year, <laughs> Sergio Simpson, uh, who's like a kind of a country bluegrass person. He put out two uh, two records, and uh, both of them cut grass volume one and two. So I feel you. Nice. Um, okay, so next one for me is a game. I guess technically I did not finish, um, and that is uh, Metroid Dread. Um, so I got my Switch OLED. Uh, you know, got Metroid Dread, made it all the way, and, and, you know, for somebody who fucking hates boss fights, the fact that I went through as many of them as I did in Metroid Dread should tell you something. Um, you know, this game looks fantastic, the sound design is amazing, you know, all the different power-ups, the traversal stuff is fantastic. I hated, I didn't, I was not a fan of the Dread part with the, the headies mm. or EDs or whatever they were that were following you but you know i kind of got through it um i got to the final boss tried 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 and was just finally like fuck it i don't care but you know i love metroid i can't wait for the next prime game and so for there to be a new metroid game that looks i mean on switch oled it looked amazing um Mm -hmm. and just kind of be that you know 
more old school 2D. Yes. You know, you got to power up, you figure out what can it uncover for you. And I went back and I, I got shit and traversed shit. And I mean, it really was a very satisfying game, even if I didn't, you know, kind of finish it. But it also pushes, you know, the the, the story of, of Samus Aran and, and the Metroids forward uh, in a pretty interesting way. So I, I really can't wait uh, for Prime. I wish to God at some point Nintendo comes to their senses and, and, and releases, you know, the, the the Prime trilogy as something on the Switch. But, yeah. um, you know, until that happens, it was a, it was a great, you know, it was a great addition to the, the Metroid uh you know, the Metroid franchise. Yeah, yeah, it looked like an, an updated Super Metroid, and I fucking love Super Metroid. So I, it's it's one that I hope I get some some kind of Christmas money that I can kind of blow on whatever I want because it's not going to be any cheaper than it is now. No, um, I mean, that's the thing about, so, you know, Nintendo first-party yeah. uh, games is they don't typically drop down all that much. Right. But it was, it was great. I, I really yeah, enjoyed it. Even for something I didn't finish, I mean... For me yeah. to push through as many fucking boss battles, there were so many times <laughs> where I was like, "This game is bullshit," and then I would get it, I'd, I'd do it the next day, and within like ten minutes, I just fucking annihilated the boss, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> I haven't bought the amiibos for Christ's sake." So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like, if you ever get it, just I'll send them to you, and then you can you can use them too. Sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Uh, like I said, it's probably right after Christmas, so mm-hmm. it's. I've just, it's been out too long for me to have not played it at this point, as much as I love those games. Yeah. Cool. All right, so next for me is another new one. Um, Another one I've not finished with yet, but uh, when you talk about a time suck, good lord, uh, and that's Halo Infinite. Um, See, and I've I've not, I thought for sure that by now I would have started it, and I'm still just... I, I've gotten so sucked. It's not on my list, but I'm still fucking around in Cyberpunk. I have not started <laughs> Infinite yet. Well, yeah, it's it's uh, it's great. It really is good. Um, is it, it, it good? Yeah, yes. It, it it is a return to form. Thank God uh, for Halo. It, it, I would have believed Bungie had a hand in this one, and Brad, not. Oh God, that's so good to hear. Not three four three. The controls are amazing. Uh, story beats are really good. The, the star of the show though is that open world man. It wouldn't have wouldn't have thought so for for an FPS like like Halo where I'm so used to that linear structured path that I'm supposed to go in and there's a little exploration to it, looking for skulls and whatnot, but nothing like this. And that grappling hook is it I feels like it's been there. Like it it's so fucking fun to use and it, yeah. it's just it feels so good. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not done. I'm like. I think thirty or forty percent towards completing the the campaign achievement, so I'm close to halfway maybe. Mm. Uh, I don't feel like I am, but then I look at I look at the playtime and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I played that much. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like I, I started it the day I started it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna play this. In-. I know I've heard the intro is like, holy shit, it's great, and then it throws you into the open world, and I was like, well, I'm gonna get this intro mission out of the way, and then. The next thing I knew, it had been three hours, you know, wow. and I was just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I I haven't started it. I mean, mostly like I've been kind of fucking around with Cyberpunk, but then one of the games on my list, I I got through GameFly and I started playing it, and it it really has kind of monopolized my time in a in a great mm. way. So, 
that's kind of the way I feel about Halo, to be honest. Like, I, I don't touch the multiplayer. I don't give a fuck about the multiplayer. Yeah. Um, but, man, this this uh, campaign is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, I don't know if it's just my bad memory, because I used to play Halos on the Legendary. Like, I played it on the hardest thing. Like, I beat Reach. Uh, I think Reach might have been the last one I did on Legendary, but I'm playing it on Normal, and... I don't remember Chief being so much as big of a bitch. Like, yeah, so what they said is is that they had always said that they, prior to this one, um, you know, they had always said that they expected that Halo would be played on um, Heroic. Um, and mm. so they, um, they, they rejiggered normal to be like Heroic. Um, oh, good. That makes me feel better because I thought yeah. I just was like shit. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, "Well, wait a minute. If we if we always expect everybody to just play in heroic, why don't we just make normal like heroic?" Yeah. It definitely it definitely feels like that. The, like this, the 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 difficulty is ramped up from from the last time I played a Halo. So yeah, and I haven't played a Halo since five, which I fucking hated. So. I yeah, I mean that would have been mine too. But I remember even that one. I was, I think I was playing on heroic, and I got to a boss fight, and I was like, you know what, fuck this, and I bumped it down to like normal or even maybe even less than that just to get through it because the game wasn't good. Yeah, and and thankfully, like I said, they, I don't know what kind of changes they had to make in the the year they added to you know between the release of when it was supposed to happen and now, but uh, you know whatever it is, if that's what the time they needed, then then they certainly. You know, they needed it because it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I part of me, I mean, I definitely want to play it. And I definitely will play, it, but I'm also kind of like going, well, when's co-op coming out? Uh, I know I'm, it sucks. It got pushed back to May, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it screams for co-op, dude. Oh God, it would be. And, that, so- and that's kind of what I heard. As I said, there's certain encounters where they're like, it really feels like there should be another person. Yes. Uh, in this this account, especially like some of the stuff with the hunters. Where you're like, yes. yeah, I kind of feel like somebody else is supposed to be here uh, right. at this point. Uh, well, that's cool. Good, because I'm, I'm looking forward to that then. Um, okay, so for me, the next one, and again, this kind of falls under like a technical excellence. You know, I bitch a lot about Guardians of the Galaxy, and I, and I still stand by that bitching. But, you know, <laughs> one, so there's two things about this game that I think really need to be kind of called out. And I mentioned it before, and that is the facial animations and the lip syncing is like, they do a phenomenal job of modeling, you know, emotions and, and the lip syncing and all that stuff. But the other thing is that, you know, the thing about the Guardians of the Galaxy, at least the way they portrayed in this game is that they are a bunch of people who have all have their own kind of like different bits of baggage and the way in which that trauma and that baggage gets resolved over the course of the game and then has tangible gameplay benefits. So like you get a new power because you kind of, you know, you know, whatever, like, you know, Drax kind of, uh, confronts the fact that his family's dead and shit like that, and then it kind of becomes like a tangible gameplay thing. But then also the way that the constant bitching turns into camaraderie and this team actually kind of comes together. They still don't shut the fuck up, which is still <laughs> a, a complaint of mine, but the fact that they actually are showing growth in all of these characters 
to be a unit that really works together and helps each other and supports each other, you know, really is like, there's not a lot of games where you see people going, well, you know, I, I had this thing in my past that really fucked me up, but I, I talked to my friends about it. I got help for it. And now I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, to feel better about it. Like you don't really see that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So that, and then the, just the absolute phenomenal kind of facial animation, character modeling, uh, put it on my list, even if I felt like at times I was like, y'all need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one. I don't even know that I can hate play it. Like, I just, <laughs> I almost got it on Black Friday because it was so cheap. And then yeah, you know, I heard you talk about it. I was yeah. just like, no, it's not yeah. going to be for me. I know it's not. Why would I do that to myself? Yeah. You know, yeah. so I just, I think I'll skip that one. But <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I don't know if you want to do another. I've only got two left. Okay. Yeah. I got a bunch <laughs> left. All right. So we'll do that. Uh, okay. So one of the ones, so the game that I've been playing, you know, when I said like, oh, I was, I was going to play Halo and then I didn't. Uh, and that's Kana Bridge of Spirits. So this mm. is a game that came out. It's a, it's kind of an indie game. The Ember Lab is the studio that made it. And they uh, started out as like an animation um studio which shows it uh it's on the pc in the epic game store and then in the playstation this game is fucking fantastic the you know these cats know their stuff when it comes to animations to know how to imbue characters with um life uh and and facial expressions all that stuff and basically kana is i guess for lack of a better word she's kind of like a medium she finds spirits and helps them cross over and you know there's kind of this region that's kind of beset by all of this like rot and and evil spirits and she's working uh, to kind of uh, you know kind of get rid of it and along the way you find all of these little tiny creatures called rot that are basically like the spirit of the forest that like we always kind of like you know you might think of like decay and rot as being a bad thing but the reality is like in a forest or any sort of like ecosystem you know when things die something needs to consume that body that what's left and turn that into something meaningful whether it be nutrients or whatever and that's what these little rot spirits are and so the combat is great. The animations are great. The sound design, all of it. It's a fucking fantastic game. It was like super cheap too. It was like 30 or 40 bucks or something. And it's like, mm. I, I was looking at this team and I was like, if Sony doesn't fucking buy this studio, they're fucking <laughs> insane. Because this shit feels like a triple A game that you get at like a, you know, Dollar Tree price. And, you know, there's some like, the only thing the game needs right now, in my opinion, is like a dedicated like lock-on feature. But other than mm. that, it's like the combat challenges are hard. Like you got to use all your different things together. There's meaningful progression. You know, it's like the the characters that you meet. It's like it's a really great game. It looks great and it sounds great. I highly recommend it. It's nice. you know, and I knew I'd known about it. And then, uh, you know, I kind of slept on it. And then I finally was like, oh, yeah, I'll play it. And it's, it's fucking great. And see, I had never even heard of it until you started talking about it. Yeah. Like, I was not familiar with it at all. So Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so the next one for me, and this is no surprise, is uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, so, you know, I love the Assassin's Creed franchise, and, you know, I will admit that Valhalla at times, if you went to do everything, it got long. I don't mm-hmm. feel like the DLC um, in Valhalla expanded the game in the same kind of meaningful way that the DLC and Odyssey expanded the game, but it, at the same time, you know, I really loved the fact that Ivor did not give a shit about any of this Assassin's Creed bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in the same way, you know, that brings me back to, like, Black Flag, where Edmund was like, I don't give a fuck about Assassins, I'm about to get paid, (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to steal this motherfucker's costume. I'm hearing about all this shit about gold and money. And I'm just going to take his clothes and I'm going to pretend I'm him and I'm going to fucking get paid. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about any of this bullshit. Like, I'm just here as a Viking to try to get my people what they're supposed to get. And I loved, you know, I loved that idea because so much of the Assassin's Creed games have that idea of whoever's the assassin knows about the isu and knows about what they're trying to do and all that shit and i was like i don't give a fuck about any of that shit like i'm a rape <laughs> i'm a pillage i'm gonna do this i'm gonna steal that i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna get that shit i'm gonna help my brother out and fuck it i'm here to help my clan and that's good and then the stuff that they do with like the weird mythological mythological stuff is all this like norse myth where you know, Eivor goes to, you know, whatever, Asgard, and is like, oh, now I'm Thor, and, like, gets to play through all of those crazy myths and stuff. And, I mean, the combat is even a a step even further removed from the traditional AC games than Odyssey with abilities and things like that. And Mm -hmm. and, and, And also, I'm a step removed more from stealth, which I wish they would get more back to that idea of... If I'm smart I and, and I'm patient, I can take out this entire camp stealthily. But also, mm. you're like, well, she's a Viking. That's yeah, I was gonna say, not yeah. really their jam. <laughs> right. um, so even though like I had my... It's not my favorite AC game, I still loved playing it, and I did absolutely everything nice. uh, that was in it. Yeah, that's one I, I still kind of have a little bit of an itch to pick up and play i Um, think you'd hate it to be perfectly honest (laughs) i mean knowing like i mean if you're not into all the ac bullshit even though it's kind of got limited bullshit i still think you'd be like yeah i don't know okay (laughs) like save me 20 bucks (laughs) yeah and i mean i don't know it's like i'm not so far into ac that i'm like oh everybody will love it I'm still yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot of bullshit here you've got to wait through. <laughs> um, okay, and then before I, I, I turn it over to you, because I feel like the last two games might be similar for the two of us, uh, one of them is Monster Hunter Rise. So, mm. you know, Monster Hunter Ultimate on the PS4 was fucking great, and then Rise takes it even a level beyond that in terms of verticality. Like, it's funny because you're always talking about Rise where they're like, oh, there's so much verticality, and I'm like, insect glaive, motherfucker. <laughs> it, verticality is where it's at. 
if I can't beat Mountain a monster within two minutes, I've done shit wrong. Because <laughs> if you if you rock the insect glaive, it's all about planting and jumping and riding those motherfuckers. But like all of the uh, not spirit bugs, but the the different bugs, the beetles you can use to jump up higher and do a lot of stuff. So mm. you know they took ultimate, they made it even more accessible, but still. It, it's still enough to where if you don't play it for a month, you're like, wait, how do I pick rations? <laughs> it's still not intuitive. It's just more intuitive. But it's it's a fantastic game. You can just pick it up. You can go fucking kill some monsters for pants. There's They add stuff to this game constantly that's free. New quests, new monsters, all that shit. And it's, it's fucking great. It's so much fun. You know, and then they added the the palamute, so it's not just the palicos, the cats. You've got a palamute, it's a dog. You can ride your dog around, but it's still that that loop of find a monster, figure out its weaknesses, craft yeah. something to to be successful against it, kill it, make a better sense of armor. It's still it's still there. It's still as fucking tight as ever. And you can play this game if you want to do a quest where it's 20 minutes of going around collecting materials. Or some fucking monster 50-minute three-monster bitch. You can knock that shit out, too. <laughs> it's just fucking great. And it's all on your Switch. It'll annihilate your battery. Yep. Full stop. <laughs> well, I haven't played more than I have. <laughs> but it's still so fucking good. It's, it, it's, it's the game I played the most on my Switch this year. I've really, really got to play it. I just, I, every time I play it though, like it's like you said, like I play for an hour, which sometimes that's how long it takes to play Monster Hunter, and it's like Switch is like, hey, you might want to plug me in, homie. And yeah, I'm just like, it's it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so it's so good, and I and I love. I mean, if you want to go full nutso with all the different things you can do, you can do that. But I love that they've kind of embraced that, hey, we might want to make these games just a little more accessible for mm. normal people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. So I'm going to do my next. I'm going to do my number one of the year next, I think. Okay. Since we, we have a little crossover. I know we talked a little before. Uh, so Resident Evil Village was my okay. favorite game this year um, for the game itself, which was fucking amazing, but also like just the excitement of for the first time maybe in my life, someone actually else actually gave a fuck what was going on in Resident Evil while I was playing it, and I got mm-hmm. to talk about it, even though it was through a proxy. <laughs> uh because I couldn't, like, every time I got through something amazing, I was like, I gotta text Brandon and see if his daughter knew about this part. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so my daughter, as Mitch was playing, she's like, Do you play Resident Evil games? I was like, You play horror games? I was like, No. And then she's like, well, You know anything about the Resident Evil game? And I was like, Oh, no, but my, my best friend's playing it. And she's like, Really? So, like, every night at dinner, she's like, What has he done next? And I was like, I don't know. And then I'd text Mitch and be like, What have you done? And you're like, I fought a werewolf. And then I go back to her. She's like, That shit was crazy, right? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I had so much fun having somebody to tell all this crazy shit to. <laughs> it's like it's a werewolf Santa Claus, and he was throwing rocks. Yeah, and I tell her, she's like, Oh yeah, he seemed terrible. I was like, What? <laughs> like, <laughs> 
do you want to talk to him? He seemed to have a trouble with that boss. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was so you when you talk about set pieces, um, this was the fucking Return of the Jedi of of Resident Evil. Like, because I know you know yeah the original the mansion was fucking awesome exploring the mansion, and then in part two, you were in the city, but really it was like okay police station sewer yeah. Uh, this place whatever and, and that's you know and it was a great game but holy shit this game was just like each of these like bosses or these chapters all had this certain monster um from the children of lilith or whatever the fuck her name was and uh they all had their own specific place and it, it ended up being an area for you to explore and like there was like uh lady d in her castle which was my favorite. Well, I say, I don't know if it was my favorite because Heisenberg's factory just fucking was amazing. Like that yeah. Frankenstein kind of shit, uh, dude with the, the jet, the not jet, the airplane, like world war two era plane propeller for a fucking chest and head. Yeah. <laughs> like there was so many cool creature design was amazing. So many cool moments. Um, uh, just it went from terrifying to holy shit that was amazing to how the fuck am i going to get past this to what the fuck did she just turn into like how, right. how am i supposed and then for it to be a i, I don't imagine they're going to be able to turn the ethan winters thing into a trilogy they might based uh -huh. on how this ended but uh but just a continuation from seven which i also thought was a phenomenal game um this one seven is definitely stuck more to the horror uh this one was so if if seven was alien this one was aliens yeah in, in in that it turned up the action and was more uh more guns and shooting uh whereas seven was i gotta reserve every single shotgun shell that i have uh so if i can run through this next room and maybe only take one hit uh that would be ideal uh this right. is not that this is running for your fucking life, shooting at shit while you're running. Um, the resource management isn't as big a deal um, just because you have because you need more stuff to take. These fucking things are not zombies. You know, they're not just liquors. Uh, you know, the, these these monsters were fucking like Omega level monsters based on the things you're typically used to in a slower Resident Evil. Right. Uh, but like I said, it's 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 the Return of the Jedi of Resident Evil, man. It's just so many amazing set pieces, so many awesome characters. Uh, it's almost overload, but um, it was a fantastic game. Just had such a blast with it. Yeah, and I, I keep seeing it, and I'm like, I might have to, I might have to break my no horror game kind of rule for uh, for 2022 and play it. Um, and, okay, so you know, kind of building on that, I'm kind of surprised this game didn't make it on your list for 2021, uh, and that is uh, the medium. Um, you know, so that I thought was, I played that last year. That's why I didn't. <laughs> okay, maybe for me then. I, I, okay, that's probably what it is. So I played it this year, uh, I, in large part because based on your recommendation and yeah, everything you had said about it um, was fantastic. You know, the, the characterization, the way in which you know things kind of split. Um, you know, it was on Game Pass, so I gave it a try. I'm usually mm -hmm. not into horror movies, but um, you know, it was it was super fucked up in in ways, and and uh, you know the, the 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 you know kind of playing it on the Series X, where you know that that kind of seamless uh, transition between um, you know 
the the spirit realm and the yeah. you know the um the uh physical realm and and navigating things between the two uh mm -hmm. was was absolutely great so um holy shit it, it came out in january i did play that this year yes never mind <laughs> that okay. would have all absolutely would have been on my list i just for some reason i thought i played it last year i go. thought i talked about it yeah there you go yeah medium was fucking fantastic i still need to pick up a physical copy and i i want to pick it up on ps5 i think and play it again like cause yeah. I, I loved it i absolutely loved it i love the story uh, control was great like you said the whole like the split screen thing was super fucking impressive yeah and it was it was you know for me it was a perfect horror game because it was like <laughs> I'm not gonna say it was easy it was easier I think I'm sure folks who yeah. are like diehard horror movie games are probably like yeah this isn't too hard but for me I'm like ah! you, know, like, <laughs> you know like most of the time so it's yeah. exactly you know kind of what we're looking for um, yeah um okay so do you, do you want to do we 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 chatted before beforehand yeah. as to what our favorite game would do, do you want to do the honors or do you want me to uh, you know you go ahead i think people have heard me talk about it enough. yeah so um <laughs> you know probably not a surprise but you know my favorite game of this year uh was was destiny um and the the reason you know, there's a lot of reasons why, aside from it just being a fantastic game, but we, you know, we kind of chatted. This was the year that I kind of got into doing um, the, uh, you know, the season passes and all that stuff. And so, so you know, Mitch and I played Destiny together um, every Wednesday night, and I, I look forward to it every week. And then, you know, of late Friday nights, it's been, you know, Sean, Mitch, yeah. and I. And, like, you know, the, the not this past Friday, but the week before that, we did a dungeon, and we, we finally completed a dungeon for the first time. That felt amazing. But then the next week, yeah. Mitch and Darksteel and I did the same dungeon. We got it done half the time. That also <laughs> felt amazing. Yeah. But, you know, from week to week, and, and, and I'm not going to say this game is perfect by any stretch, but, like, the narrative things they've started to do from season to season have been like super exciting to watch to see them leading towards Witch King. But at the end of the day, you know, the game that I care about the most week to week is, is destiny. And it's not because just because, you know, I'm reading about, Oh, well, you know, they're doing these tweaks to this thing or these tweaks to that thing. It's because the people I play with every week, I I I love them and I love spending time with them, mm -hmm. and this allows me to do that. But also, I just love playing the game, and you could call it, you know, familiarity in in a time when everything is fucked up, or you could right. call it that it's just top notch gunplay combined mm -hmm. with systems that provide meaningful results like whatever you want to call it i i really don't care but i look forward to wednesday nights and i look forward to friday nights and yep. i look forward to doing the same thing with my best friend even if it's just to bitch about this that or the other and see how <laughs> what where right. the where the lore is going to go yep and i mean and 
and maybe if things were like all great, it wouldn't be that way. And maybe it would, because at the end of the day, I have people I care about, and I get to spend time with them doing a thing that makes me happy. And why? What? What else is there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what? Exactly. What else is there? So. Yeah, I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, they have definitely improved the way the as a person who has participated in every season pass so far. Oh, they've definitely made them better. Yes. Yeah. They are they are in a much better place. Uh, still not perfect, as you said. It's not a no. perfect game, but but uh, you know it's it's more than a video game to me. It's it's a very important thing in my life. And uh, I think it, in large part they you know they kind of when they when they shifted. I mean, and you could call it marketing. What I you know whatever you could be like. Oh, we we, you know, we want to sell this expansion, so you know, so we got to build narratively, but I don't necessarily feel it's that way. I feel it's them just kind of moving the story forward, you mm-hmm. know, and, and if it, that, you know, of course it's, that it's going to coincide with, you know, whatever a thing that they're looking to sell in February, but, you know, they also, right. and, you know, I mean, they get a lot of shit, but they also give a lot of stuff for people that don't pay full mm-hmm. amount for the game, right? You yeah. know, it's like when you consider, you know, there's a bunch of stuff on the 30th anniversary that is free. If you've played that, you, you, it's free for you. You know, mm-hmm. if, yeah. whether you, you play pay for Destiny, you, you're like Mitch and I and, you, and Sean, and you buy all the seasonal stuff or not, you can still do it, and it's free for you. Or if if you uh, are like us and, and, you know, you pay for all the shit, and, you know, it, I don't know. I, and I don't mind. Like, I don't mind... So, kind of an analogy, and this is real quick before we kind of wrap it up, is, you know, over the course of, you know, 2021, when bands weren't able to tour, um, so Jimmy World, which is my absolute favorite bands of all time, I've seen them a number of times at concert, they're absolutely fantastic, uh, they put out a new record at the beginning of 2021, and they said, they were supposed to go on tour, but then of course they didn't, and they said, we're going to do three live streaming shows and we're going to do an album in its entirety we're going to do the new album we're going to do futures which came out like 10 years before that the new one and then we're going to do clarity which came out like 10 years for a future and i timeline might be wrong but it doesn't fucking matter and it was two weeks apart and so if you bought the tickets you i bought all the tickets and the t-shirt so i got a t-shirt and then it was like you know when they did uh surviving you know, I, I logged in and I watched the whole thing and you had 48 hours. You could watch as many times as you want. So I watched it Friday night as I made a pizza. Then I watched it on Sunday and I recorded it. And sorry, Jimmy World, but I made my own MP3s and put it on my Plex server. And I did the next <laughs> thing two weeks later for Futures and then I did the next thing two weeks later for uh, Clarity. And they were fantastic. It was great live to watch these guys do these records I'd heard so many times. But then just recently, over the past few weeks, they put all the records out on streaming services. So if you have any music streaming service you can listen to, and they just recently put them out on YouTube. So anybody could watch them. And I thought to myself, well, does it bother me that all this stuff that's now free for people, I paid for? And the answer is no, Mm -hmm. because I got to experience something that I enjoyed, and I got to support a band that I loved in the same way. 
I don't care if there's people that get to play stuff in the 30th anniversary free that I paid for because I get to week to week do something with friends that I love and, and support a studio that makes a game that I love. Mm -hmm. And if some people get it free and I'm paying for that, I don't care because I can do it and it means they can keep making stuff and that makes me happy. So Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Feel the same way. Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's not just video game for me. It's it's a very important thing in my life and I I'm happy to support them uh so that I get more of it. <laughs> yeah. There are days where I sure as fuck need it. So Yeah, a th yeah, a, th a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um Yeah. Uh all right. Well, I mean I think it's kind of been a weird a, a weird year for games because I feel like, you know, from the COVID impact, like we we definitely saw it more this year than last year because you can consider how long it takes to make games that if there is like a slowdown due to, you know, switching to, yeah. you know, like fully remote and all that stuff, you know, it's going to be, you know, a year and a half, two years or whatever. And, and to see that and a lot of the stuff that we saw kind of delayed into next year has been a result of that. So, you know, the early part of next year should be interesting with, you know, the horizon, uh, whatever it's called, yep. forbidden West or whatever coming forbidden out in February West, yeah. and, something else coming out in February. Well, Elden Ring, which I don't give a shit about. Saints Row got moved mm -hmm. to like June, but there was like three big things coming out in February. So it should be a pretty interesting like first half uh, of of 2022. I yeah. look forward to, to kind of playing all that stuff. I look forward to playing Halo Infinite and hopefully um, getting that co-op and just kind of, you know, yeah. trucking along, you know, with the stuff that we've been playing. Um but, um, you know, all things considered, when I kind of looked back through the games that I played, I was like, you know, I, I had a really good time playing the stuff that I played. Um, yeah. So, and, uh, and and to you, like, I love I love playing Destiny with you every, every Wednesday night. Like, I love it. Hell yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> I love it. It's It doesn't matter that it's the same shit. It's just, it's whatever. So, um. I, I appreciate, you know, I know there's probably nights on Friday night where you're not feeling up to it, and I know that uh, I love you for doing it anyway. Because <laughs> oh, geez, I look forward to it. I'm just old, man. I get tired. No, I get it. I get it. I do too. And I felt like when we did the dungeon last year, I remember I was saying to myself while I was playing the dungeon, don't get mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't bitch about things like, like, and I felt like I was very good, <laughs> but also like, I mean, I, I, you know, whatever. Like, I, yeah, I, like we, we didn't talk about it during an episode, man. But like, we talked about it a lot uh, just <laughs> between each other. That went so much better. I know it took us three hours. That shit went so much better than it was I expected. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. I was telling my wife. I said, you know, we got we had a point where, and you were the MVP because we had a point where. <laughs> I had died, Sean, like, I died, then Sean died, and then you went to drop the crystals off, and you somehow yeah, managed to revive them. <laughs> and I was telling myself, I was, I was dead, like, I had to keep telling myself, don't get mad if we wipe. Just <laughs> don't get mad if we wipe. It's fine to say you're tired and you want to go to bed, but do not get mad and say something. <laughs> That you're gonna regret because <laughs> you're tired. 
tired and it's frustrating, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. I'm on the other end of that thinking if I fuck this, if I fuck up here, this is the end of the run. And who knows if we'll get back to it before Tuesday. <laughs> but you were the, I mean, my man, like y'all don't understand. My man came in hot and managed to get rid of the things that would have made him explode and revive a teammate at the same time and then get the fuck out and save, like literally save the entire thing. Yeah. Like that is not an exaggeration. That was uh, that was a hunter doing all the things that I get pissed off at hunters for being <laughs> able to do. But it's like when they're on your side, it's like, well, that's that's really useful. <laughs> when they're against you, you're like, fuck hunters. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hunter animosity out there. It's so annoying in PvP. Like you don't even get it. You don't even get it. I don't because I'm so bad at PvP. Like I don't even know how to do all the shit that people hate hunters for doing. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so there it is. That's our. Those are our favorite games of uh, of 2021. Look forward to, uh, you know, whatever comes down the pike in uh, or pipe pike. I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 2022. Uh, so uh, two weeks from now, which will be January. Um, you can uh, tune in, and we will talk about our favorite movies, which is always, uh, you know, one yes. of my favorite shows of, yeah, uh, of the year. So, uh, for my, for Mitch and myself, this has been episode 137 divided by werewolves. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. We look forward to spending uh, the next two weeks, and if uh, you're kind of celebrating Christmas with your family, your friends, whatever, have a have a uh, a safe. And wonderful holiday season. Hopefully you can get some time off of work. And uh, we'll, we'll check back with you in the next two weeks. So for uh, Mitch and myself, thank you again. Good night. And have a good night.